0: Yeah,
1: I'm recording.
0: And I just wanted to say to everybody, Feliz Navidad!
1: As they say down south. Merry Christmas.
0: Happy holidays to all of our listeners. We are still on a brief hiatus um, as we prepare season two for y'all coming in January of 2022. But in the meantime, we thought we would celebrate the festive Yuletide season by re-releasing our episode where we discussed a Christmas story.
1: Yeah, last season uh, we reviewed the Christmas story movie, um, recorded it during Christmas time, but didn't let the episode out until January after the podcast started. So we thought it would be good to get this episode out in time for the holiday.
0: This this is a fun episode because there are some deep dives into like our personal backstories and our like family christmas traditions including my weird like knitted hat on the christmas tree <laughs> tradition story mm-hmm. that we share so um again i don't think we have trivia yet in this episode but i think we do have some fun like uh stories of growing up and um i think one of the things i remember from this episode is that rick is like stunned that kids would fight over which christmas tree to chop down because he didn't grow up with any brothers or sisters yeah i could pick
2: out whatever tree i wanted
0: yeah yeah and i tell my story and he's like why would you
1: fight over that reds like i have one brother and believe me it's a fight (laughs) 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 it's bragging rights for the rest of the holiday season
0: Exactly, yeah. So uh, go back and re-listen. You're probably re-watching this movie this season. This was the first time I had ever seen this movie, and I might re-watch it this season, too. So I hope you enjoy the re-listen to A Christmas Story. Uh, Ryan, do you have
1: anything to add? I did add something. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. A podcast where we talk with my friend Bill Clem about hi hi Bill about the things that he missed out on as a youth and probably doesn't appreciate in the same way that normal people do. Joining me as always Rick Bailey. Hi, hi Rick. So Bill, uh, last week we gave you an assignment uh, to watch a classic classic movie for the holidays, uh, A Christmas Story.
0: Yes. And I did watch that movie. Great. In its entirety? Yes. I watched it uh, from front to back, as they say about books. In one sitting? Yes. Well, I mean, over the course of one, I had to to stop it a couple of times because the phone rang. The best way to watch a movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Continuity be damned.
0: You know, life doesn't always pause, but movies do. You can quote me on that. Nice. Is that a
2: quote from Movie Phone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's that?
1: Movie phone. Life doesn't always <laughs> stop. But movies do. Movie
2: Phone. I just remember <laughs> I still <laughs> no. can't ever think about anything except the time I called Movie Phone and, you know, give you all the answers with that robot voice. And it was, dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: definitely not how you say that title, but. I'll take yeah, it. and just just to clarify, the quote was "Life doesn't always pause; movies do." You said "Stop," and life does always stop. <laughs> I thought the quote was "I watch my movies a quarter mile at a time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a quarter hour at a time."
0: That would have been funnier.
1: Well, I'll cut it together and post.
2: <laughs> I think we should. Uh, I think we should just dive right into this. Um, let's. Uh, Let's hear, let's hear some opening remarks. Yeah, What, about what
1: were your initial story? thoughts? Okay, so
0: let's get into, is it a Christmas story or just Christmas story? It's a. Okay, a Christmas story. Okay, so going in, uh, I was aware that it was like a thing that everyone has seen and that's always on and there's... You know, I knew it had something to do with a leg lamp and a BB gun. That's about all I knew about it, right? Which I was not disappointed. Both of those things were in it. Yeah. Very although prominent. Yeah, although I thought the leg lamp was gonna be a bigger deal than it was. It was like two scenes. So but uh let's let's not get sidetracked yet. Okay. So here's here's my here's my initial thoughts. Hey, um, I think maybe
2: we should change the name of the podcast too. Let's
0: not get sidetracked yet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did
1: someone win or are we still playing? (laughs) Let's
0: save the sidetracking for later. (laughs) Um, Okay. So my my initial reaction was it wasn't bad. It wasn't um, as cheesy or hokey as I thought it was going to be. It was actually put together pretty well and written well. Um, It did not have any story. To it, really. I mean, it's it's a slice of life. This happens and then this happens and this, this happens. So there was no building action. The scenes don't really build on top of each other to some big finale or anything like that. So it, it almost felt like a movie that could have been based on a true story or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. What is your favorite movie that has a lot of story to it? Oh, man. My favorite movie that has let's, a let's, lot let's, let's, of story. Let me think about that. I'll come, I'll come back to that.
2: Well, and I'll tell you why I asked. Because last week, you mentioned that Goodfellas had no story to
0: it. Right. And and it was based on a true story. P-W's and Big that's Adventure. why. was Big Adventure had no story to it. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Also true. Now
2: Christmas Story doesn't. Um, I feel like Christmas Story is more of a coming-of-age movie, which is not always going to be a story, you know? It's right. Not, yeah. It's fine. I, I, I just, agree.
0: That is what it is. I just want to make sure that you, but I, I sort of feel like you also think Peewee's big adventure is a coming of age story. In fact, I think you said that in the last episode.
1: Uh, yes, he did.
0: And yeah, <laughs> my guess is you probably think Goodfellas is also a coming of age story. No, I feel like Goodfellas has a lot of story to it. <laughs> it just also involves the shenanigans antics I believe he's <laughs> yeah yes so less antics in this movie um, okay as far as felonies go uh, it was like a. I have written down it was like a slice of life like just vignettes scenes it makes sense to me why it's always on like why TBS would play it 24 hours a day around Christmas time because it's one of those movies that if you've seen it before you don't need to watch the whole thing. In fact, my guess would be most people don't watch that movie from beginning to end very often. They see bits and pieces of it and it reminds them of it and they feel good about it. It's, it's kind of exactly how I categorize all these things as it's a nostalgia thing. Right. If you saw it, especially if you saw it when you were a kid and you thought it was funny, then you want to see him open the leg lamp and you want to see that kid get his tongue stuck to the pole. You just you want to see those like classic funny moments, but you don't really care if you see the movie again.
2: Right. Well, it's a pretty easy movie to know what's happening next and what's just happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, real quick, did you happen to when you watch these movies, do you do any research? Do you look back and pay attention to them at all or do you just kind of go with the flow
0: well on an initial viewing i'm just gonna watch it
2: do you can you guess when this movie was made
0: well i mean it's it's obviously made looking back in time so it's not supposed to be current it's a nostalgic movie because he's narrating it as an adult right it's like a uh it, it had a sandlot feel to it, right. Where it's being made in one time, looking back at a further time. So I would guess it's made in the eighties takes place in the sixties. Well, it's, uh, yeah. it's, set right in, it's set in the forties. It's set in the forties. Okay.
2: You know, they they didn't have a TV or anything. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone has a TV. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> it was, it was a radio show situation. Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, just
1: the was, time that like Little Orphan Annie was on, and all the things they talk about the cars that are in it, or oh, all the thirties yeah, and forties yeah. cars,
0: the Ovaltine yes. and his decoder ring, and it being yeah. a commercial. Uh, yeah, that was. That, I liked that scene. That was good yeah. when it he was decoding 19- 19- the thing. Nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I
2: just because I was going to ask you, do you feel like it felt authentic? I don't know what the 40s felt like when you watch the movie you know you watch some movies and you're like well that seems a little when you watch that movie don't you feel like if there wasn't a narrator and you were looking at it from the outside perspective it could have just been an old movie
0: I don't know it it was a little too (laughs) it was a little too edgy for that
2: in what (laughs) wow (laughs) <laughs> what? hot
1: take uh christmas story is edgy yeah Can, well
0: this thing in that movie uh i mean they really danced around uh him dropping that f-bomb when he was helping his dad change the tire and all of his dad's swearing and who said what were it just it felt like that's something you play with in a you know, our era movie, even if it's for kids, but not something you would ever have seen them even talk about or joke about in a, in a 50s or 40s movie that was like a family movie. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Yeah, but it's not a it's not meant to be a 40s or 50s movie. It's m- meant to be real life in the late 40s, early 50s. Like, oh, my dad swears all the time, but I can't talk about it. Like, I can't tell everybody. I can talk to my friends about it, but I can't tell my parents about it. So I have to speak it in code so that it's appropriate, right? The fudge, you know, like I didn't say fudge, but you know, you have to, you can't come out and say it. So I get where you're right. saying, like, it's, it's not edgy, like <laughs> it's a modern day movie, but it's, it's more from the perspective of a real life person as opposed to the, the Hollywood version of that time in uh, America.
0: Right. Right. And I agree with that. I think what Rick was saying was that if it wasn't narrated, you'd feel like it could have been made in the forties or like, like filmed in the forties or fifties. And I, I think it was a little more stylized than that actually would feel like it did. It didn't feel like a long episode of the Brady bunch to me. Okay. Which maybe I don't know when the Brady Bunch took place. Uh, this in the seventies
1: seventies.
0: Yeah, I mean, what took place? Leave it to Beaver. Uh, I'm getting
1: closer.
2: Closer. Yeah, you're more like you're um, one more decade. Uh, World War Two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more like uh, um, uh, those Luc- classic episodes. Lucille Ball show. That's fifties.
2: Yeah, I guess you remember that episode. The odd uh, couple. When they stormed the beaches of Normandy, it was amazing. Yeah, like
0: Band of Brothers. I saw Band of Brothers. Yeah, did that feel authentic? No. (laughs) Perfect. All right, let's move on. Mostly it didn't feel authentic because Ross from Friends was their battalion leader. (laughs) Okay, touche.
1: Okay, so you enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is a great movie. Right,
0: I would put it up there as... A good movie that, like, if my kids wanted to watch it, I'd sit there and watch it with them. Right. But not a movie that I'm going to be like, hey, kids, it's Christmas and we haven't watched this yet. We need to make time to do this. Well, but who does that? I do. Yeah. yeah. With what? With Elf. <laughs> and, and the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Only because I oh, really was Santa be an asshole to that reindeer the whole time? I don't really care about Santa and the reindeer. For me, it's a story about Hermie the elf who just wanted to be a dentist.
1: <laughs> See, I I identify with Yukon Jack in that whole series. Isn't it Yukon Cornelius? Yes. I was thinking of the booze, but that's <laughs> just how my brain works.
0: <laughs> I have no opinion one way or the other about Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Rick, have you ever seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer?
2: Yes. Okay. (laughs) All those, but I don't um, want to watch them. Now, when you say all those, what do you consider to be those? Uh, That movie. There's a frosty movie. And then is the hot. Wait, which one has the heat miser in it?
1: I don't know, but I know there are like several that are all like in that lane.
0: Yeah. I just
1: there's certain ones
0: that I would classify as like the classic Christmas collection, and I don't know what the Heat Miser is, but I would say it's it's Rudolph and it's Frosty the Snowman and the Little Drummer Boy, and then there's probably one other one in there that Wait, I'm forgetting. There's
2: one, there's a Little Drummer
1: Boy movie.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's
1: and it's that's claymation just- like the other ones.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I think I've seen that.
0: Well, I mean, technically Frosty the Snowman isn't claymation. It's hand-drawn animation.
1: The, the Heat Miser is from um
2: The Year Without Santa Claus, Without a Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, I never saw that one.
2: Yeah.
1: The Heat Miser sounds like a uh thermometer you buy for your house in 1962.
0: I think it sounds like Ebenezer Scrooge.
1: Cuz it has Zezer in it. No, Zeichen. because in <laughs>
0: No, you idiot. It's pronounced uh, Ebenezer Evan, Scrooge. <laughs> because in the beginning of A Christmas the Carol, idiot. they're working on Christmas Eve, and uh, Bob Cratchit is asking for another lump of coal to put on the fire because it's so cold. And Scrooge gives him a lecture about how much coal costs. So he's literally a heat miser.
2: No, I, and I like Christmas movies. I mean, I like the. Uh, you mean like Die
0: Hard? I like
2: Die Hard. It's
1: one of the best Christmas movies.
2: Um, I like Home Alone. I like Christmas Story. I like Christmas Vacation. Uh, but I don't sit down to watch too many Christmas movies mostly. Now that I have kids, I probably will, but I can't find time for a lot of stuff. I watched Elf a couple, a couple, I think last year and the year before. It's pretty good. It doesn't really hold up like it the first yeah. year I saw it. But.
0: It's pretty funny.
1: <clears throat> it's funny. I mean, Will Ferrell's energy in that movie is so crazy. Like, I have to be 15 Christmas cookies in to be able to keep up with him, just like, Santa, like every two minutes. Santa, you know, I, I just can't.
0: You it's want can't. a more mellow elf movie?
1: <laughs> I want a Christmas movie that's a little bit more like background watchable. I don't know.
0: I can, which is like, what—that's what Christmas story is exactly.
1: So yeah. when I see Christmas movies, it's the time that I'm trapped with my family between opening presents and eating Christmas dinner. That's when I watch Christmas movies because there's nothing else to do other than be on my phone and have Christmas movies on the background.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I would—that's how I would sum up what this movie is. It's a good movie to have on in the background if you've seen it. Because you can come in and out of it, you haven't missed anything, and you know if if Aunt whatever petunia shows up and wants to give you a hug and tell you about her dog, you don't you're not like, "Oh, I'm in the middle of this movie, yeah, but you could be
2: <laughs> um, okay, so back to the movie one more time um what what are your three favorite parts of that movie personally?
0: okay, I would say. Probably, probably not most people's three favorite parts of the movie. And that's that's it. Doesn't have to be this, you know, favorite parts, but right. Okay, so one of my favorite parts of the movie is after the kid gets his tongue stuck to the pole on the playground. Yeah, and they're all back in the classroom, and someone looks out and sees the kid, and there's like the commotion and the fire trucks and the police officer and like everyone's head goes to the window and then all the kids run to the window and the two kids that like dared him to do it, just sit there with their heads straight forward. Like <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was really good. That just was no, funny. That's
1: that's a good part. Um, I like how when in that same scene, the teacher's like, well, I think it's right after that, right after they <laughs> rip his tongue off the, the flagpole. Uh, the teacher's like, I bet, Everyone who was involved with this feels really terrible. And and uh, he's just looking around like, well, uh, that guy must feel really terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, I also like when he says, we always knew
2: it was better to not get caught. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. Like to, yeah. Um, looking forward. Yeah. So. I have always been- my favorite part of things when people look straight ahead. That's really yep. good stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so my second favorite moment was probably when after he uh gets caught swearing in front of his dad, the next scene is him with the pink bar of soap in his mouth. Life boy. Life boy. So then he gets he rats out his friend and then he gets sent to his room and the mom like grabs the soap and puts it in her mouth to taste it. That, right. I liked that. That was really good.
1: Well yeah and I think that cuts the core of this movie where it's it's mixing in your memories of what happened, but also the adult experience of what that must have been like from a different perspective. Right. So this okay. is a, it's a memoir. Uh, so this little backstory. This is a, a novel, a book, a memoir that, uh this guy wrote. And then he they made it into a movie. And that's why it's narrated the way it is. So it is a little bit of like, here's what I experienced. And then here's the, you know, exploded view, like, see what else is going on after the experience. And that that makes sense.
0: Guess, so it is kind of loosely based on true stories or memories kind of pieced together.
1: Well, yeah, it's a narrative based on someone's experience, but it's maybe not like true life
0: documentary. <laughs> sure. So let me ask you this. Two-part question for both of you. One... When you were his age, so let's say he's, how old is he in the movie, 11? Yeah. So when you were 11, what would your parents done if they had caught you swearing and or did they? And two, have you ever had anyone put a bar of soap in your mouth?
1: I never had uh, the bar of soap treatment, but I also uh, knew better than to swear. Like it just wasn't a thing you would do. I think I swore one time and I didn't even know it was a swear. I had pieced together like uh, I was playing Game Boy. Uh, I think it was Kirby or some. Yeah,
0: Kirby's Adventure yeah. where you suck you suck in the guys and then you sit on them to steal their powers.
1: Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, like I had pieced, come on. I, I did have a childhood. <laughs> I had pieced together uh, jerk and off And i go, you're such a jerk-off! And my dad was, like, furious, like, you can't say that. Don't ever say that again. And, like, I couldn't stop saying it, like, whenever I'd lose the game, so then I, like, I couldn't go on the, like, school field trip or whatever. But other than that, like, no soap. Never any soap. I have
2: a very very interesting uh, relationship with swearing. Um, For some reason, it's weird. I feel like I can't remember having... I, I feel like I had soap in my mouth once, but I don't know why. I can't remember the story and I don't think... I might be making it up because of that movie. I don't even know. So, I'm going to say no, it didn't happen. <clears throat> but, the interesting thing about swearing with me is that everybody in my life swears like a sailor. My whole life. I've been hearing it from everybody. Especially, you remember the 80s? You remember parents in the 80s? <laughs> they, yeah, probably not Bill. He's shaking his head. I know you can't <laughs> see that on a podcast. Um, My... Dad would swear, my mom would, my uncle would, everyone would. And I feel like maybe it might have been okay, but I never did it. Uh, I do have one experience where I was watching a sporting event with my mom. It was a Seahawks game. And they, uh, the other team, I, I think it was a pick six, some crazy thing happened.
1: Well, Seahawks game in I... the 80s, you probably would have been swearing a lot. Oh, but
2: hang on. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> Depends bro. on the year. Hold on to your head, guys. I stood up and I just was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) And my mom Uh and my my aunt both had a look on their face like, he just said the F word. And I was like, oh, sorry, guys. I just got really heated there. And then I ordered another beer because I was at Azteca when I was 23 (laughs) years old. (laughs) And they were astonished that it had happened. And it's never happened since. I've just always been the kind of person who, around my friends, around people seen appropriate, I would just, you know, I learned how to swear when I was in, it must have been first grade. Yeah. And from then on, but now i around my parents. I just thought it was weird, so I never did it.
0: Okay, so I'll jump in here. So swearing was definitely not a thing that I was around at home right my dad was a pastor and so he didn't swear my mom never swore uh, and then because my dad was a pastor no one swore around us either you know everyone was always everyone always behaved differently around us which is how i didn't know how people really were
1: bill what at that time what constituted a swear well what was the line i mean my
0: mom would get really mad at us if we said shut up mm. or <laughs> or sucks you really didn't like
1: sucks so hell uh, hell was off limits yeah, oh yeah yeah okay. wouldn't have thought of it crap uh, crap was, was yeah good
0: no no
1: okay so uh a, a very conservative definition of a swear
0: we, we don't have time tonight to get into the different <laughs> words that we use for bodily functions in yes. my house.
1: Okay. That's but a uh special.
0: Right, yeah. Plus, I was homeschooled until fourth grade, and then I went to school in Canada, right? So, it was just... Everything was a little different. But I remember I was probably 13, and so my brother would have been 11. And... My grandma lived with us, my mom's dad. And she was.
1: Your grandma is your mom's dad? My. (laughs) No. No, I said that wrong.
0: Yeah. No, my dad's mom makes more sense, right?
2: Much better. We're
0: about to
2: get real deep into this.
0: So, my dad's mom, my grandma lived with us, and she was 45 when he was born. So by the time i was 13 she was almost 90 right so she was old school and she was babysitting us and i was out in the yard she was she was old school what i'm going to get into it okay good okay so i'm out in the backyard with my brother 13 and 11 and we are comparing notes on what we think swear words are.
2: Boy, I really thought you were going to say dick sizes. <laughs> I don't know why. I just
0: thought you were going to say that. And then you're going to, I got some words that I learned. No, no. So we were sitting there like, hey, this is a swear word. And I think this is what it means. This is a swear word. And I think it means the same thing as that one. Do you and, have any examples? Uh, yeah. I mean, we would never have said fuck ever even to each other but we were probably saying things like well shit means you know poop or and crap means the same thing as that and then um you know this is what an asshole is but I don't think that's what it means when someone (laughs) says it (laughs) and bitch right so those those were ones that we were uh explaining to each other and trying to figure out
1: so, where, so, anyway. Where would you have heard these? Where would these have originated well, at, from?
0: at that point, I'm 13. So, I've been in school okay, for okay. a few so years. you would have
1: heard of, from other kids at school.
0: Yes. And, in and Canada. you know, movies and TV shows. And so they
1: would have said yeah. fuck, but then it would have said sorry.
0: And as we know, it's not from movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, so, anyway, we get up from where we were sitting and we come around the corner and my grandma's standing right there, like with her arms crossed and has been standing there listening to our whole conversation. And she comes around and she grabs me on the top of the head by the hair. And for a 90 year old woman, she was strong and she, she drug me into the house and she grabbed a bar of like dove soap. And I had braces and she oh. just grated it on my braces like it was a cheese grater. <laughs> it was it was oh. days before I got the soap out of Whoa. my teeth.
1: Oh, that's awful!
2: Was she like quit being such a bitch out there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that's why that scene rang it home for might me. Might have been
1: a little bit of a touch tone for old right. Billy Flynn, especially because ten minutes ago,
0: Ryan, you go, no, that's child abuse. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that was the second scene <laughs> yeah. um, Third scene that I liked Was uh, The Christmas tree shopping scene mm. Where he talks about His dad being a master negotiator And he like <laughs> Pretends he's gonna leave and the guy throws in Twine and offers to tie it to the car <laughs> yeah, that that is funny. yeah Yeah, that was good stuff Did you guys go Christmas tree shopping as a family? Growing up?
1: Uh, Yes. We both went to the U-cut and to the lots, both. And
2: That was an interesting way for him to say that. He said, yeah, we both went to. And I was like, did you mean me
1: and you? (laughs) We went to both, the U-cut lots and the pre-cut lots.
2: We cut a tree one time or two times, maybe. And we used to go and buy our trees at Chubby and Tubby, Mm. which was a place in White Center. That sold all kinds of weird shit. And then they also had Christmas trees in Christmas time.
1: Chubby and Tubby was the shit. I know. It was
2: awesome. Those three things that you. Like. Hang
1: on, hang on, hang on. I got a
2: Christmas tree story. Here we go. <laughs> well, wait. Well, then shut me up. Hang
0: on. Let's hear it. Yeah. So we would always, every what year. Does, what does bated breath sound like? <laughs> I don't know, but you're waiting on it. So every year, like. Christmas tree day was on the calendar. Like that was a whole day that we had been planning and we would always go to you cut lots and probably three or four lots in that day. And then sometimes we'd go back to one if we decided we wanted to go get one of those trees. And my mom had these yarn hats and I don't know if she had knit them or if uh, my grandma had knit them, but we each had a uniquely shaped hand knit colorful yarn hat and we all had to wear our hats to the christmas tree lot and then when you saw a tree that you liked you put your hat on the tree and then eventually we would wheedle them down until one hat had four or more i mean one tree had four or more hats on it and then that was the tree that we would cut down and bring home
2: okay let's okay we gotta go
0: back a little bit (laughs) i'm gonna start with you
2: said "weedle" them down. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a. I don't think it's "weedle." I'm pretty sure it's "whittle."
0: Well, but we were negotiating which tree we were going to take home, not carving them. So I think "weedle" fits better. Okay.
2: Well, that's fine. Um, also, I've discovered that every time you speak, I, I never know what you're going to say next. And I always assume the weirdest things, but <laughs> and then, then you always top it because <laughs> you did say she had these knitted hats and we all had, what did you say? Very unique. Did you say unique.
0: Yeah. They were all different shapes and sizes and colors. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the shapes of your heads <laughs>
2: for some reason. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, yeah, that's like a thing I could say, but then I was like, no, I'm going to wait this is gonna get worse you just threw your hats on trees yeah hope you guys all found the same one and you went back and what is what did did you ever end up finding like a special tree that like glowed in the dark or something no what were you looking for consensus
0: (laughs) i mean there were six there were six of us seven if my grandma went right so did she have a hat sometimes yeah you know open it What's funny is, in my family. Have you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? No. (laughs) It was on the list. Yeah, there were just a lot of us. And I think it was anything to keep us from fighting as much. So my family was two boys, two girls, my mom and my dad and my grandma, whose name was Alice. So it was very Brady Bunch. So do you think that as a family, you would have fought over
2: which tree to pick out?
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I guess you have that. You're an only child. You have no idea. True. But also,
2: I just know people, and I feel like I would just say, I mean, sure, let's get that tree. <laughs> it's just, it's a tree.
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm in Bill's <laughs> camp on this. There were only four of us, and we all fought over what tree to get. It was, okay. this one's better. <laughs> no, yours looks like shit. Ours was much mm-hmm. more of an argument, though. It wasn't like, oh, I'll take my hat and I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a system. It was like, you know, somebody was mad, somebody was crying, and then we cut down a tree and then it was Christmas.
0: Somebody's going to emergency, someone's going to jail.
1: It wasn't quite that bad, but it was Auburn.
0: So a minute ago, I made a little reference to
2: Full Metal Jacket and Bill, you said you have, have or have not seen that movie. Never seen Full Metal Jacket. We need to put that on the list immediately.
1: It is definitely on the list.
0: I get that movie confused with wait, Apocalypse wait, 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 wait. Now. Okay. Great. Thanks. Because I, I, I haven't seen either one. Right. And I think they're both about Vietnam. Okay. Uh,
2: put Apocalypse Now on the list, please. I would say, Bill, um, as a point of not knowing what you're going to say next, when you're about to say, that movie reminds me of this other movie like you just did. Give us a second to guess what movie you're about
0: to say. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Full Metal Jacket. Is it about Vietnam? Yes. Okay. And then I have no idea who's in it. Is it? It's like a Christmas story, right? Where it was made.
2: Almost exactly the
1: same. (laughs) 100%. Where It's actually
2: actually a remake of a Christmas story. What I mean (laughs) is... No, I'm going to tell you. So, Full Metal Jacket, what it refers to is the pole the kid gets his tongue stuck to. <laughs> that it's a fully metal jacketed pole. So, okay. We'll start there. And then the rest of it, it, it really goes into the backstory about the pole and that kid. And then that kid goes to
0: NAM and shit goes down. Well, hear so, me out. Hear me out. It is a movie that was made more recently. That takes place a few decades earlier that's loosely based on real events. I mean,
2: uh, sure. It's, it, yes, it's not a documentary that was filmed during the war. So you're right. Good. I mean, when, when you watch a movie about a war, <laughs> it's going to be after the war probably, right?
0: Right. So like, Full Metal Jacket wasn't made in the 70s. Right. Which I think e. is when Vietnam was made. <laughs> I don't think Vietnam was made in the 70s. Modern-day Vietnam. But not the, not the conflict or the war. You don't think it took place in the 70s? No, because it was in the 60s. I thought it was like 68 to 72. Okay, so
2: we're both right. <laughs> Depen- I guess we were telling which part you wanted to talk about. Sure, sure. Like, have I you ever heard of the,
0: the Summer of Love? Yeah. That was hippies, right? <laughs> yes, that was hippies. Was that Woodstock? It was the same year, yes. Okay, so was that 1969? It was. Is that why they call it 69? (laughs) I mean, it's not technically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, fact check, uh, (laughs) Vietnam War didn't end until 1975.
2: Okay, but we pulled our troops out before that, right? I don't know. You know what? It's, even if we pulled him out early, it still counts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast took a weird turn.
2: <laughs> uh, Ryan, what's one of your favorite scenes from a Christmas story?
1: So I think back, one of the best is when they're in the department store waiting to see Santa, and he's got his his master plan, right? He's going to tell Santa that he's going to get the BB gun, or he wants the BB gun, and Santa's going to come through for him because nobody else is going to come through for him. And then he totally draws a blank. They tell him to get a football. He's like, what's a football? And then they kick him down the, s- the slide. And I think that's so, like, relatable as a kid where you have this, like, oh, I got this master plan, but then, like, the pressure's on, and you don't know how to handle the pressure, and you just totally screw it up.
0: Like, Ryan, I get that scene being classic and being funny. For me, that scene doesn't connect at all because I never saw Santa Claus in my life. Right. Right. I've never taken a picture with Santa Claus. I've never gone to a mall Santa Claus like from like Santa Claus was not. Well, a part of our discussion, a part of our life, a part of our like, yeah. I never believed in Santa Claus, nor was Santa Claus something that you did believe in. That was by design, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: No, my, I guess my whole thing is like, maybe it's not the connection to Santa Claus per se, but it's more the, um, the just identifying with all being, your plans going wrong. Yes. All my plans going wrong. Identifying with being a kid and like having such high hopes, but then, not being able to do it because you're just a kid. You know, Rick, do you got a favorite memory from that movie?
2: I have a few. Um, a lot of them are very hard to describe. Um, uh, there's a lot of facial expressions and a lot of funny mannerisms. In that movie, um, it's never going to translate on a podcast, but me and my uncle used to laugh constantly when the guy delivers <laughs> the leg lamp, the guy's delivering it. He's like, what's in the box? He's like, I don't know. Cyber. And then he's like, but what's in it? And then the guy just makes this really funny face. So that's like one of my favorite parts, but it, that's not great for the story. Um, I also, so this is the problem I have is I feel like I get into bill territory where I'm like, Oh, I like the part where he looks forward. Um, Cause I like when they're in line, <laughs> for Santa Claus, when they're in line for Santa Claus and he's standing there and that kid walks up to him and he says something to him, <laughs> him and he's like, uh." Sorry, don't bother me. I'm waiting for Santa Claus. <laughs> like he just blows that kid off. Like,
1: the kid with the like the aviator goggles on his face. Yeah, and like the yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I have no time like, for you, peasant."
2: Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Um. And then the other, the funniest thing in the whole movie that like me and my brother-in-law will still like quote a little bit is when they're opening their presents, mm. and his wife hands him the bowling ball, and he she drops it on his lap. He's like. <laughs> thanks a lot. (laughs) And he's like, what could this be? He's like, oh, it's a bowling ball. (laughs) Like this drops. I mean, it's, it's kind of like an adult joke, but it's also very funny and it's real low key. But that's the kind of stuff that I always dig about movies like that. It's the same thing with like space balls. There's so many weird things in that movie that are like, not
1: bill. Doesn't know.
2: Yeah. That's going to come up. It's on the list. Right. Oh, wait, actually. Speaking of what's going to come up soon,
1: we should probably get
2: to the Clamometer.
1: Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the Clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick.
0: Yeah. kilometer and, uh, I mean, Clamometer and homework. <laughs> I said kilometer.
1: Every week, we like to uh, recap what Bill has experienced on his assignment by putting it on a scale. This scale we call the climometer.
0: Okay. So, getting into the Clamometer, we've got a ranking of a running total of everything we've talked about this season so far. And uh, previously, we had good fellas at. It was okay. Followed by the Rolling Stones at some of their stuff was listenable. And uh, at the bottom of the list was Pee Wee's Big Adventure in its a piece of garbage that I can't believe exists. (laughs) Very far down the list, correct? Very, very far down the list. Yes, but, and when we look at the climometer, we
2: decide that Goodfellas is the top of the list right now. No matter correct, it's, just-
0: it's it's the top of the climometer, but it's still winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a heat wave outside or anything because of Goodfellas. So, so approaching this, I was looking at Christmas Story, and it had some funny moments, and it had you know some watchability to it. So, I I enjoyed watching it. I uh, initially put it slightly below Goodfellas, but up above the Rolling Stones and way above Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, however, as we've been discussing it tonight, I've been laughing, talking about it. And as you guys are bringing up other scenes you like, I'm, I'm nodding along, which makes great radio, and uh, going... Yeah. Yeah, that was funny too. Yeah, I liked that look. I thought that was funny. And so I'm it's it's like instant nostalgia already. Uh it's like looking back and going, "Oh, remember when I watched that a week ago? That was funny." <laughs> uh, so I actually think Christmas Story has bumped a little bit ahead of Goodfellas. Um on this merit, I would rewatch Christmas Story before I would rewatch Goodfellas. And I w- I was just thinking to myself, if I was trapped in an Airbnb and the internet went out, but the power still worked and there was a DVD player and all that was there was Christmas story and Goodfellas, I'd pop in Christmas story above Goodfellas. Okay. That's the most millennial
2: thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a desert
0: Island? <laughs> There's no power there to watch movies.
1: Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with your rating. I, I think that uh, it's a it's a fair assessment. I don't think that you're totally. <laughs> I don't think that you're totally uh, off base with saying that A Christmas Story is on par with Goodfellas as a quality of a movie. But
2: is it still winter for A Christmas Story?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, a cold winter, but it's right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Would it be the temperature of a house with um, the (laughs) climometer turned off? It's like
0: one of those days where it's cold, but you're not sure if you should turn the heat on or not. Mm. And so you just kind of tough it out.
1: The sun's shining. But if you went outside, you'd probably want to put a coat on. But inside, it's probably fine. Yeah,
0: you'd yell at someone off. for you'd yell at someone for leaving the door open, but you're not going to turn on the heater just yet.
2: Yeah. The climometer has a warning of bring a jacket.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> I'm I'm kind
2: of impressed that we were able to not have something low on the scale down by Pee Wee. Um, we had a conversation earlier. I think that I my next assignment for you is going to be Full Metal Jacket. Um, The reason I've chosen that today is because The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly was something we spoke about last week. And I think that's a very good one for you to watch. But I would like to be involved in watching that myself again because it's been a little while. Mm. And I don't have time to do it this week. So... (laughs) A movie I've seen plenty of times is Full Metal Jacket. And I think you need to get on that one next. Bill, before you watch Full Metal Jacket, I'd like you to just give me a little... Have you ever heard of this movie before?
0: I have heard of it, yes. I think I've heard of it, and I think it's about Vietnam.
2: Great. Can you give me a little rundown of what you think maybe this movie is about? Maybe who's in it? Is anything okay. you of, if you can't think of anything, that's okay too, but what do you got for me?
0: Okay, so I, I get this confused with another movie I've never seen about Vietnam, Apocalypse Now. So I'm not sure which one's which, but I think Full Metal Jacket is the one that has like a helmet on a gun on the cover. And uh, I think that's how I knew it was about the Vietnam War. And... I think someone goes crazy and stabs someone in their platoon. And uh, I'm not sure is Charlie Sheen in that movie. I would like to say that um, I'm
2: not going to give you any answers. I'm going to let you just dig your own grave here, but I am proud of you that you describe movies the same way I used to with
0: the VHS cover. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You really tipped our hand to how old we are but.
0: I've walked the aisle of a blockbuster one
2: or two times. What's a blockbuster? I'm the young guy here, yeah,
1: I think I'm the young guy here,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. By I like think two
1: Rick two months
0: Rick, you're the only one whose age starts with a four
2: Ooh. <laughs> okay, so we're at Charlie Sheen. you so th- Charlie Sheen's in it, okay, right?
0: I think Charlie Sheen is in it, and um I don't know. I don't know who else is in it. I have no idea. I think I just think Charlie Sheen is in it. Okay. Or maybe that's just because when people talk about Vietnam, they keep talking about Charlie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why that could be it.
2: Um, Well, I think we will just let you experience this movie and we'll talk about it next week and we'll see where we are with how correct you were and maybe we'll give you some answers
1: okay sounds good thank you for listening to another episode of uh, the miseducation of sheltered bill
2: i would also just encourage all of our listeners to go out and watch full metal jacket as well
1: yes we pay attention to the show notes comments in the description below uh if you guys have anything to add um to the discussion we definitely read all of the comments um we really want the fans to be a part of the show so um please put a lot of time in the comments and and, and don't be shitty like comment sections are always shitty please you know be respectful of your fellow listeners um, and find us on instagram at at of bill on instagram and twitter email address miseducationofbill of bill at com.
0: bill do you have anything uh, nope, just looking forward to Full Metal Jacket where it lands on the Clamometer as we head into the chilly season.
1: Rick, anything to add before we wrap?
2: I would just like to say I'm very curious where Full Metal Jacket is going to land on the
1: Clamometer. I can't wait to hear it. I am on tenterhooks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been good. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. Bye.